Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Tanya Ryan, and Jen Anderson. Hey guys. Oh, hi. Hi, Jen. I, uh, I have brought to the table something that is very niche. So I'm hope I'm hoping that it's a fit and I'm, and it's very timely in my life. So I'm being selfish and bringing it to our podcast. I love it. Um, I love I that you like, came with such fire of like, I'm just pushing record. There is no small chit chat today. We're just recording. I have a question for you guys. <laughs> I would like to know your thoughts and experiences on mothering um, and kind of like basically navigating where your intuition is, navigating your intuition when you're getting so much outside opinions and, and quote, quote unquote facts and information. And it's just, you're kind of like bombarded by all of this stuff. And it's basically like, how do you come back to intuition? So how do you come back to your true? Let me tell you about facts. (laughs) My son is 18. So facts are evolving and they're, they're, whatever you're getting is facts could be hogwash tomorrow. I was going to say, what are facts? Yeah. What are they? What are the facts that we're talking about, Daniel? Like, what is an actual fact? Because really, it's just somebody else's damn opinion. Something that one child, one organism that's very different from the next. Yeah. So, I don't want to get into specifics. Well, maybe we can see how it evolves. But I kind of want to keep it. Well, no, it's it's good. Yeah. The only reason I want to fact, but I just want like people to think for their own selves of like, why do I know this as a fact? Because it's probably just something they've heard or tried or read a book or like what makes something an actual fact. And the I've only reason debunked my own facts. Yeah. For real. I just want to like, see, cause I feel like this, um, cause I could obviously make this really situationally subscri- uh, specific to me. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason I don't want to get into the specifics is like, cause I think that this is an issue regardless of how old your child is. I think yeah. that this is something that people struggle with. So I could offer up what I'm going through. Um, but I, and I will, if that's where we're, if we're going to take it there, that's fine. Um, but I wanted to see if we could just kind of do it in like a more of a general way, because I think that this is an issue that's relevant and and when your child's any age and when it's like feeling confusing. And so even if you take out the word facts, like just get to a point in your parenting when you felt confused and lost and disconnected and how do you come back into your intuitive self? Like, how are you coming back into parenting from an intuitive space? Totally. So I'm going through this right now as well. Yeah. We had the, we, before you got on, we were having a conversation about Mel's son and my daughter, different ages, So, and you're going through a similar thing right now with your son too, Tanya, right? So like, Mm -hmm. I do think it is relevant (laughs) in Mm -hmm. every age of motherhood or children bearing. Um, But I I stick by my like, what are you taking as fact? Mm -hmm. Because like, I I do think that is how we get back to our intuition. Because like, whose fact is it that, that, you know, like if I'm in a situation with two other people telling me something, their truth their truth. Like there's so many different truths in it. And so we do have to come back to ourselves and be like, Hey, but what is my truth in this? Because Mm -hmm. I think it is different. Our truth is different. Even if it's the exact same situation and let's just like use 
I'm going to use with my sister with breastfeeding, you know, like she always wanted to breastfeed. She thought that's what she was going to do. And she had so many people come up to her when she decided not to breastfeed after a few weeks of like, but breast is best. That is best for them. That's not best for you. You know, like that's a big one that a lot of people see, but you have to, I have to take space personally. I have to just like back away from anybody else's Mm -hmm. input. Sometimes I will get input outside so that I can sort through it. Maybe if that Mm -hmm. makes sense where I'm like, Oh yeah, that was a cool suggestion you had. That was a cool suggestion you had. That was cool. That was cool. Okay. But now what's my truth in this right now? What do I feel? Cause I think we all feel it. We all know it uh, internally, but when we're in new scenarios, we don't know to trust it yet. You guys are just staring. No, I was, I was totally enamored and listening Active because I am listening. currently in it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I always look at as the kids get older is they get their own personality. So this will just be for people with a little bit older kids. Um, after 12, they are their own people. And I have to keep checking myself that I'm not parenting from a place of what's easy. Mm -hmm. Um, what's the easiest solution and what's actually right. So that's one thing that I have to keep constantly checking and probably 80% of my parenting comes from what's easiest. (laughs) And then, you know, you suffer for that last 20% for the 80% that you did what's easiest. And so that's like my current struggle right now is, is, is it the real solution or am I avoiding the real solution? Yes. That's a great question. Pause, write that down. (laughs) back it up 10 seconds (laughs) I've been really like going between um like in trying to be more objective is like am I pushing back on you know this method or this technique or this whatever because I have an infant so there's lots of methods techniques and whatever's um and I'm am I pushing back on it because it rubs up against me or because it's really not what's best for him. So that's like kind of what I'm struggling with right now is am I going, is this a Tanya thing? Like, is this a me issue? Um, And I don't feel good about it because I need to, you know, mend those broken pieces in me. Or Mm -hmm. am I not feeling good about this because it's, it's really not what's best for him. And I haven't done this yet, but my intention is today um, to sit in a meditation and basically um, go in and un- un- unpack those questions alone and just sit there and go, is there something that's going on within me that's preventing me from making um, the best possible choice for him? Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, obviously I have been given a lot of information and, um, you know, true, false or otherwise. It's- People will do that with new moms. They will just... Mm-hmm give all sorts of information. <laughs> well, I must honestly, have had a serious filter. I never got that. I just did my thing and I never ever got a lot of but I don't in life. No one really comes up to me and offers me just like random uh, unsolicited advice. Yeah. So Do that's maybe know. one thing that you want to check in on is am I asking too much or am I leaving the door open for too much information because I feel I have this insecurity inside of myself where it should just come from within to start with. Another thing is while you were talking, um, we all come to this earth with the highest self and that we have access to other people's highest self. You can go into your meditation and call in Cashton's highest self and ask him what he needs. Love it. That's so funny because that you say that. So last night when I was trying to put him to sleep, 
we had a conversation because <laughs> I'll because I and he doesn't that. talk yet for the viewers that don't. Yeah, know, oh yeah, he's yeah. Still yeah. Little. <laughs> he's only ten months. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not talking with his outside voice. This is we have an internal conversation. And, and how did that feel? Um, good. Still like a little bit confusing because I think that there is like an aspect of parenting where you have to like parent, like you have to lead and you have to go, you know, take the first step. And it reminds me of horses. So if you go on a trail ride with horses, um, you, whoever's riding, regardless of how experienced the rider is, they will put the most experienced horse first when you're crossing a river, um, because they'll, they'll lead the younger horses over and they'll follow. Yeah. Right. And so, I kind of just see it as like, okay, even though it's not, you know, my job to, to push or force an agenda on my kid, it is my job to cross the river first sometimes. And basically to do that thing, that's a little bit scary and, and uncomfortable so that he can then move into that space as well. And so that's kind of a little bit of what I took away from, from the conversation with him. Cause he kind of just said, you know, certain things he's like, well, it's just not time just yet. And I was like, okay, but I was even sensing under that. And I'm like, but is it not time just yet? Or, or are you being the horse on the other side that, cause mm-hmm. when they don't want to cross, when the young horses don't want to cross, they'll kind of teeter back, like they'll pace back and forth in like small circles until, mm-hmm. until they kind of do this like awkward, like jump over. Usually it's like impulsive and yeah, this could be symbolic for so many things. Building but, up the courage. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, the, I think the higher self conversations though are real. Cause I was even just having one and going, I'm going to do this more often Yes, because it's so, um, I, I don't feel like I'm imposing, like I'm not, uh, pushing my own agenda when, when he's talking to me, it feels like it is him talking to me. It's not just me. Like, cause I'm not soothing myself. Like when he says stuff, it's not me. It's not what I want to hear. So I know that it's not just like, me kind of having this little self-soothe session <laughs> yeah but um yeah I was gonna sit in a meditation today and see if that also just helped clarify just what I'm you know feeling and what makes sense to me because I mean of all the information and I did ask for this information so this was not unsolicited advice in my particular instance mm-hmm. um yeah. this was requested information but it's just that it I was bombarded that's all like I got so much information (laughs) anything to do with mom yeah because everyone did it and everyone did it right so (laughs) you get everybody's (laughs) thing that they did right and you're like and they're right though they did or they they forget they did do it right because they did it for their kid and that was the right thing to do because I also stand by that that's the other intuitive download I've gotten is you can't choose wrong. Like you're making this into this yes. really big thing and there's no wrong choice. Whatever you choose is the choice and that's what it is. And he will just mm-hmm. be who he is. And it's, you know, like, uh, kind of like, don't be so arrogant to think that you make him into who he is. He makes him into who he is. And you're there or that every choice you make is going to turn him into yeah. something that he's not meant to be. Right. No. Yeah, exactly. Second guessing yourself it's, it's really like, this is small potatoes. Like in, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, he will be who he is dis, despite me, not because of me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Even if it, so even if it, if people that are listening don't have kids, 
this same sort of interaction can take place with your business, with your mm-hmm. partner, with Everything. your, uh, all your relationships. You can literally check in and ask the energy behind whatever you're working with for the answer and, and you'll get something. It might sound, um, especially if it conflicts your current belief system, you know that that's a, a download, that you've, you've received the correct answer. And what if you never did any, like, what if you never made a wrong decision again? What if you just stood behind every decision of like, this was the right decision yeah. this time? And what different energy comes through with that? Again, with parenting or business or personal, like whatever it is, if you just go with your initial, like, this is the decision and you stick with it and you think it's the right decision through the whole thing, you can still pivot at some point. It's not like they're in cement. Yeah. And one day you'll be the person who gets to bombard someone else with all of their answers. Yes. (laughs) Although I don't ever do that, but, um, I just, yeah, I'm not interested enough. And you always know that I think I know, and I intuitively know that even, every situation and interaction with my children is unique and specific to my energy and his energy. So no one could ever tell me how my energy is going to come across um, campaigning what they've told me to to do. Right. It may be something that's not well-received that had been well-received. Yeah. Can we talk about the Glennon Doyle book for a minute? Cause this comes up with me a lot and I loved that book except for, and I think it's because I, it made me feel like a failure at this part is when she talked about how her conversation with her kids surrounding their technology went so easy and that her kids just were like, you know, you're right. This is a terrible thing. And we're going to hand over our technology. And I just think on what planet <laughs> does that happen? And who are your kids? How are they raised? Cause I, I must've really royally screwed up because I just don't see that. I don't see that in my kids. I don't see that in, in their friends. I don't see how that conversation goes smoothly. And it made me feel like a failure. And you are not a failure. We both know that. And you know that at your core. I think it kind of boils down to how you were just talking about with Tanya. of Like our kids are our kids. Because Mel and I both have boys that are very interested in gaming and possibly will look at doing it up for careers is what they're thinking right now and it's yeah. a struggle for us it's hard because I don't As non-gamers yes I don't understand it I don't watch you for hours on video games I don't you know but at the same time Mel and I were talking about this earlier today of I don't want to burst your bubble this is not how you said it this is Jen's mm-hmm. words and then you can share your words I don't want to burst your bubble and tell you that you shouldn't believe in yourself of something that you want in your dreams, that you want, that you're excited for, that you can go for. Because I think that is like something that holds us back so much in life period, because we have been all told that at some point in our life, like, no, you can't do that. Or no, like mm-hmm. you know, any- trying to keep our kids safe, yes. trying to keep our kids safe and stable and having a good job. In the meantime, you crush the ability to dream. Yeah. And I just don't want to do that. I do not want to crush their ability to dream. If you, if you think, because right now in our house, it's, I'm going to make six figures by gaming. And I'm like, I have no clue how that would work for you. I'm not okay with you sitting in front of a screen for 12 hours a day, but we will figure this out together somehow through the future. If that's what you continue on your path that you want to do. But I am not going to be the one that says, nope, 
that's not possible. That's mm-hmm. horrible for you. That's not. And happening. for me, it's okay. I'm okay with it. As long as the behavior doesn't change. Yeah. And so if he's on it and he's happy, I'm like, yeah, this kid's living his best life. But if he's on it and he's angry and it's just bringing out like that dark side of him and it's a impulsive and aggressive, I can't do that. That's no. where I'm like, no, this is, this is not okay. If this is your happy place, show me, yes. <laughs> show me how this is absolutely. We've had similar conversations at our house too, but I think to like round back to what Tanya was talking about, that's because you know that and trust that within yourself of like, no, I see your behavior changing mm-hmm. when you've been on there for extended periods or whatever that looks like in your house. And so my truth is you're not going to continue on in the same fashion that you have been because I see a behavior change. And so we're going to recognize this and learn from this. Like with Tanya's example, I was just thinking of when Kason was a baby and everybody told me he was not allergic to dairy. And I was like, I don't know why. I just feel like he's allergic to dairy. And for, it wasn't until he was six months, I kept going back to the doctor and they're like, colic, colic colic and I was like no what's the root cause of colic guys <laughs> <laughs> like it does, like right? can we just say that things arise out of something yes and I wasn't in that world at all at that time so I had no um strength within myself to trust myself now if I get a download of something that's we were both really oh young oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now I'm just like, oh no, that's what it is. I, like no doctor can tell me any different. I know within myself what the truth is. And I think Tanya does in this situation that she's going through right now too. It's good to like gather information sometimes. Yeah. But I also, I don't know about you, Mel, but I have to step so far back from the situation so that I can get clear on it. I don't want input from anybody. I don't want if I like research something, then I research it for my own self, the way I'm guided to, it's not Mm -hmm. like must find all answers. I will look up everything. I truly just like try to go inward more. And that's what I do. I do the same. Only I ask myself if I'm not scared of anything, what's the answer? Because it's always a belief that, that prevents you from unlocking the answer. Right. And, um, yeah, if, 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 if nothing's an object or in the way and, and I'm not scared of anything, what is the truth of this? I'm writing this down. You guys should too. If I'm not scared <laughs> of anything, what is the answer? Yeah, it's always a fear, a fear that prevents you from either cha- making a change or shifting and growing. It, it's, 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 that's your answer. That's your answer. I had something else to say and then it just like just popped like a balloon and it was gone. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'll touch on the dairy thing for a second because it was such a powerful mm-hmm. moment for me. Yeah. Like, what you're talking about of when finally the nutritionist came back and said, yeah, it is dairy. It looks like it is dairy. You need to cut it out of his life. Then I beat myself up because I was like, I knew this. Why didn't I just cut this out on my own? because he changed so much. Like a week later, he was a little bit better. Three weeks later, he was a little bit better. Six weeks later, totally different kid. There was no more screaming. And he screamed so much of his first six months of life in uh, discomfort. He's, he's always been a loud kid. He will always be a loud kid. He screams for everything. But 
he was so uncomfortable in his body. And I did that to him because I didn't listen to my damn self. (laughs) I went through this like time of shame and feeling guilty that I didn't just listen to what I knew. It was a new concept for me. It was a new thing for me, but I do like to share that with people because we, I ultimately think we do know the answers within Mm -hmm. us if we just trusted them and went for them. This is what I'm so glad you went back to that because it it was actually what reminded me of this is that some people believe that if I follow my intuition, life is easy peasy and everything turns out great and I don't have to struggle. I don't have to face (laughs) challenges, which is like the total opposite. So if if you follow your gut and then uh, something, the, the opposite of what you want, your ego wants happens you still are following intuition and maybe this micro moment feels really bad, but the macro picture is going to feel really awesome. Yeah. And so intuition doesn't always reward you straight away. It's, it, not, it, it's still, yeah. it's still perfect, but it doesn't reward you in the way that your human self believes that you should have been rewarded for trusting your intuition. Bullshit. I do not accept. Oh, I love <laughs> when you do not accept. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think I think she, yeah, I was gonna say I'm so pretty sure she's being sassy. I will I use that for an example. If you did have that for a moment of, I think sometimes people will look at my life like by the time this podcast comes out, it will be public information that we are going to move to Hawaii in September. What? Yeah, I'm so stoked. Are you jealous, Tanya? I'm jealous. I am so jealous. Just like, but now I have a place to stay. Do your kids know? <laughs> yes, my kids know, but my extended family doesn't know yet. So that's why I'm like keeping it under wraps a little bit. Where I figured I should be nice and let grandparents fully know before I announce it to the public on social media that we're moving away. Which is funny because that doesn't. That's also a should because that did not cross my mind until my mother said to me well, how are you sharing that with your siblings? My siblings aren't going to care. But anyway, with intuition, it was like, this is something we wanted to do and we've tiptoed around it for quite a while, like before we even moved here. So it's been like in the back of our minds for like three years. We want to go to Hawaii. We want to go to Hawaii. We want to go to Hawaii. So I will act on that. I am acting in that. And I, people, some outsiders, I feel like will look at that like, well, yeah, like she's just going to do it because that's how she is. There will be hard decisions in the meantime of that. And I, that is like my plan to share all of those things. Because when I like moved out here, so many outsiders were like, oh, that was such a magical thing for you. No, there was still hard parts that happened with that where I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> am I really doing the right thing here? Because like I knew it at the beginning, but then there will be moments where it's so chaotic or it feels so busy or it feels like there's no definitive exact plan of how it should go. The exact steps that I think we miss that that's not the, it's not super easy all of the time to just follow Mm -hmm. those intuitive hits is the moral that I was trying to share there. That's why no one does. Like that's, that's probably like, it's, it's way easier to subscribe to your current belief system than it is to something that you've downloaded that is like scary AF. And do you think it's also easier for us? I know this was something that I struggled with big time, that it's easier for me to get answers from higher higher people, quote unquote, I would say. Like I would go to doctors for answers or I would go to, I don't know, the situations, but I would always like, if a lawyer told me something, 
it's truth. That's if the doctor law. told me something, it's truth. If yeah. you know, a professor told me something, it's truth. And I don't look at those things as necessarily truth. I'm not saying they're wrong. It's power. It's not but, truth. It's power. Yes, yes. Right? It's There's authority. In their power and authority, how they share it. I think it's just so fascinating how our brain, for so many years, that's just how I took it as the truth because that's how it was presented to me that I knew. We were indoctrinated. Yes. Yeah. To subscribe to authority before ourselves. And as you grow up, so as you're a child, your teachers and doctors are separate human beings. They actually don't even exist. They're like these supernatural things that have all these abilities and gifts and you we put those on them. And then the more I've grown up and the more I'm like, I went to school with that person who's a doctor. (laughs) And it's like, you know, now you kind of get like the whole picture behind the human doing the job. Not just this pedestal that we've put them on because of an accomplishment that they've accomplished. Cultural norm. Yeah. What we're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. I want to, I want to put an asterisk on that though, mm-hmm. Please do. because, because like, I just think about it. If you think about someone and like, let's not think about someone who we got maybe like some not great advice from that was in a, you know, doctor position. Let's think about someone who is like, um, like, actually I know someone who she is a doctor and she's an intuitive and she kind of keeps her intuitive stuff on the DL at work because obviously, right, that's not super well received in that environment. Yeah. But she is excellent at her job and she shares her wisdom and she happens to know a lot because she, you know, went through school and she did all this research on, on people and how, um, like the science of digestion and how things work in the body and what actually, um, like, you know, what's processed and stuff. So basically what I want to say is like, yes, there are humans that can maybe um, be in their ego and they can work from their ego. There are people that aren't as good at their job as others, but there are some people that are in that role and are, it's a valuable and, and their knowledge and their experiences are important influence on us too so I just want to make sure that also we're not just kind of like I'm not like bashing doctors so I like that you put that asterisk in there because that's not what I meant by that at all I was meaning for my own self and I have a question for this doctor friend of yours Mm -hmm. if she marketed herself as an intuitive doctor I would use her as a doctor I know. I, I wonder <laughs> if they can't against like their medical oath. I wonder if if there is like a huge restriction around that. Because I was thinking the same thing. I also think that that's amazing, and it's about discernment. It's discernment. Is this the right, accurate information for me? I appreciate your education, your intuitive download. I trust mine. But yeah, they're they're so valuable if yes. if it applies, right? Yeah, definitely not bashing on. All doctors. No, and I think it is important that doctors are trained. <laughs> like, even medical, uh, <laughs> even medical intuitives go through understanding, yeah. like yeah, medicine yeah. as well. It's important. You have to understand how the body functions and our human selves in order to access the spirit self. Because um, Carolyn uh, Mice, I hate saying her last name. I want to change it to Miss. Is it Mice? Um, I call it Miss all the time. It's Mice? the worst. Yeah, I think so. That's what I hear everyone call it. 
Um, she actually studied under a doctor for many years and I believe even went to medical school herself in order to be a medical intuitive. And and that is one person that I, I would definitely listen to if she, if she had a hit on me, but then I would still back it up with, does it feel right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you still always have to say, is this, does this feel right inside my body? I think that's like the big wrap up I would do on this is like, is mm-hmm. to seek out professionals and information and all this thing and then to come back and actually integrate it and digest it and feel it within yourself um I I was I I was talking to my therapist last night and we actually did a really powerful um practice or visualization um and she just took me through and, and in my case it was going through um, some like emotional stuff but she said this will work for for your stuff with the baby too um, where she basically said, okay, all that stuff you're thinking about, because I tend to be an overthinker and my head is full and constantly like kind of running calculations and outcomes and strategies and all this stuff. And she said, why don't you take all that stuff you're thinking about and then ask you where, like, where does that take place in your body and what does it feel like? So then you had to go in and do kind of this inquiry of like what it feels like. And then you spoke to it and it's like, okay, if that were to speak to you, da, 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 da. And she kind of, and it was really, really cool because we ended up clearing kind of like this, this kind of sensation that I was having in my chest and making it feel like in like exponentially better. Mm -hmm. And it kind of came down to um, that. I like, just, I'm trying to keep it short, but it, it basically came down to that. I was not present or trusting. And so it kind of came back to, you just need to trust that you have everything you need and you don't need to plan for it. You don't need to like lay it all out. You don't need to do all this. You just need to know that in the moment you will have everything you need for the moment. And so that was like, good, Tanya, love that. That was really, really big. And it all came from just kind of like sitting in that like describing the sensation in detail. Like I told her the color, I told her the texture, I told her what it feels like, what the weight of it was. Um, I, and she would ask me to check in part way and it was, um, mine was kind of like a sludge. And so she kept checking in and I was like, well, now it feels like the top is kind of glowing. Cause I said, I told her it felt like it was on my chakra. Like I was visualizing the little green ball. And so I'm um, like, well, I feel like I can see the top of it and it's kind of like melting off. And then we kept talking and it just kind of kept melting. And then there was just this last little drop at the bottom by the time we were done talking. And every time she would kind of check in and just ask a different question, um, it just really helped. It just really helped kind of the, the, the whole thing kind of um, sort itself out. So I think if can we I did that... back into your horse analogy? Yeah. So it sounds like what she did for you was reconnect you to your trust and self and you became the experienced horse that could cross the water. Yes. Yeah, totally. Like the, the certainty, like back yeah. in, but, and truthfully, this was for a different situation. And so now I have to do the same thing for parenting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. But I think that yeah. anytime you that. shift power. Yes. You d- no, yeah. I love that. Finish that sentence now. Anytime you shift power, from a place of uncertainty into a place of knowing you are going to have a collateral effect on your external environment. So you taking on this role of the experienced horse, the leader is like everything will trust you. Everything will follow you after that. I wish we had video cause I have the best visual of how this works on a like neuroscience way, but I will not share it on here. I don't know where I'll share it somewhere. I wonder if we can post like a a download. Ooh. 
That's a good idea. We will do that. Okay. But I don't want to forget to say this with it. I truly think, so that practice sounds so powerful and awesome. And it comes back to trusting in yourself, like Mel was saying, but also again, if you trusted yourself in every decision was the right decision and you came from that empowered state and it's hard when you're tired it's so hard to get there when you're tired and bombarded by outside external things all the time. Like babies are constantly needing us. But if we just trust that every decision we make in that moment is the right decision in that moment. And then we grow that energy and it keeps going. Then it's just, it becomes so much easier, but it's a practice because babies need stuff all of the time. all of the time my sister's going such a similar thing I'm like yeah because you're needed all of the time like that was such a season of life that I am in no rush to go back to now that you two are reminding me of how you're needed all of the time (laughs) there's no brain break because you're always trying to figure something out no there's there's no brain break that's not like I have the last two weeks have forgotten more appointments and things and yes. anyways we should wrap up do we have anything we want to say in closing specifically i feel like we wrapped that well with the horse yeah that was a good we didn't come in with the horse smell <laughs> you brought it in i just tied it together big big teeth sisters unite <laughs> <laughs> we have horse blood horse uh, energy strong here thank you so much for joining us guys on this episode of the spiritual boss podcast we are so we so appreciate you listening please click the subscribe button and if you enjoyed this podcast leave us a positive review so that more people can find us we welcome emails input and comments on all of our social medias you know where to find us (laughs) i feel like by this time and so i'm just going to leave the rest of that out but peace in peace out